Hey, good morning, brothers. How's everybody doing? Are you guys still tasting those ribs like I am? Somebody, I said that somebody at, at the breakfast table, and he goes, but do they still taste good? I'm like, yeah, they do. Um, so guys, my name is uh, Ali Velasquez. I am part of the men's leadership team, and we are, we're just really excited that you guys are here. We, we know that God brought you here with a plan and a purpose, each one of you guys, right? You had a schedule, make sure that you could be here and, and, and take the time. So, so we really, we're really thrilled. So before I start, I just want to open us up real quick in prayer and then we'll get going. Father God, we just thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. Uh, Lord, we thank you that you are indeed holy, holy, holy. And, and yet you, you, you've taught us to come to you and, and address you as, as our father and, and you love us and you desire good for us, Lord. And we just thank you that, um, that we could come into your presence because of the work of your son, Jesus, on the cross, Lord. I pray that, that the meditations of our heart, Lord, would be pleasing unto you today, Father. And I pray that for all of us, that we would um, just hear what you have for us to hear today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, guys, to, I want to recap a little bit last night. Um, so, as you guys have heard, right, we, we are here focusing on prayer. So, last night, um, Walt just did an awesome job in opening us up. And um, I was, I'm looking at my notes that I was jotting down as he was talking last night. And, you know, some of the things that were the main points that he brought home is that God is our Father. He knows us. He loves us. And he is good. Right? He talked about what, what it means that, that he is our Father. He talked about the fact that God is holy, holy, holy. And yet he, he's in, in, in dwelling with us and being near to us. So there's that just craziness there, right? That God in heaven, the beginning and the end, uh, desires to be close to us. But, but that's, that's the truth. That's what scripture tells us. Walt also tells us that, that our prayer is to be focused on God, on his will, and on his kingdom. And when we look at Matthew 6, that's, that's, that's how the prayer of the Lord starts. Um, he also made a point that I wrote down. It was a quick phrase. But I thought it was important because, um, you know, he said, our past impacts us, but it doesn't define us, right? Our, pact, our past impacts us, but it doesn't define us. And then the last point that I jotted down from what Walt said last night was that we are children of God adopted into the family of God. So really, our, our first session was about what it means to be in God's presence and really what it means for our identity, right? Who is it that we're talking to? God in heaven that asks us to call him our father. And then what does that mean about who we are as children of God, right? So, you know, what, what's important um, is, that, is that we come into his presence. So we started with, with kind of his presence. And then the next three sessions are really going to be about provision, pardon, and protection, right? Those are the three pieces that we're going to unwrap. So today we're going to talk about provision. Um, you know, one thing that's interesting is that just as well as a prayer for us really should be about God and his will. But when you look at what the Lord Jesus teaches us, he, he doesn't stop there, right? He, he then goes on and, and he makes it clear that we need things from God. And specifically what he instructs us to pray for are, is for provision, for pardon, and for protection. So those are, those are the three things that, that we need from him. Now I want you to notice something really interesting. There in Matthew 6, right before he, he starts um, giving us a Lord's Prayer, Jesus says that, that your father knows what you need before you tell him. There's a, there's a psalm in Psalm 139 that says, Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know where I sit. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. And you're acquainted with all my ways, 
Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. So the point that I want you guys to, to just realize, I mean, it's, it's kind of silly because we don't, I mean, sometimes we think that we're informing God of things when we pray. You're not informing him of anything, right? He knows your, he says he knows the, before a word is on your tongue, he knows it completely, right? That means is that he understands where your heart is, your motive, the circumstances that you're in, what it is that you're struggling with, what you're feeling about what it is that you're bringing to him. And so it's interesting because Jesus teaches us to pray, but part of you, you know, I, I think the obvious question is like, well, well why? So, am, I letting, you know, am I informing God of anything? Well, that's not the purpose of prayer. It's not to inform him, right? So going back to the point that, that Walt made yesterday, you know, the, the reason that, that it's important is that when we come into the presence of God, we remember who he is. We remember who we are as children of God, not who we were in the flesh, who we are, right? In Christ, all things are new. So when we come daily and repeatedly into the presence of the Lord, we are really, we're really transformed little by little. Our character is being shaped as we spend time together with God in prayer, right? And, and so, by the way, the opposite is also true, right? If you're not spending daily time with God in prayer, your character is not being shaped, right? Right? I mean, how, how many of you guys remember growing up, or, or even if you have kids that have friends right now, you know that the more time they spend with so, such and such friend, that person rubs off on them, right? Right? I mean, you start, you know, you start talking like them, or, you know, you got the inside jokes, right? So when you spend time with people, they kind of rub off on you. Well, our relationship with the Lord is the same way, right? The more that we are consistently spending time with the Lord, his character and who he is and who he, who he has called us to be as Christian men is being shaped by that daily time in the presence of the Lord, right? Individually, one-on-one with him, as well as communal time in prayer. So this is, this is important for you guys to, to connect the dots here. We're not informing him of anything. The, the, the real reason Jesus is calling us to that is because he knows that when we do that, our character is going to be shaped. So I want you guys to remember that. All right, so moving on to, to Matthew chapter 6. So literally, my, my whole talk today is, is give us this day our daily bread. That was my phrase to cover, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Uh, is, is what Jesus tells us. He opens up the prayer, really f- helping us focus on who God is and his character and his kingdom and his will. And then he says, ask these things of, of God, provision, pardon, protection. So he says, give us this day our daily bread. Now notice he says our daily bread, not our weekly bread, not our monthly bread, not our trust fund, right? Not our 401k. He says, give us this day our daily bread. The point that Jesus is making here, the point that I want you guys to, to really connect with, is that we need to learn to depend and to rely on God daily for all of our needs. So, you know, as I was thinking about this, um, for personally, like, I have a hard time thinking of anything that I have to ask of somebody else, anything physical, on a daily basis. Think about that. Is there anything that you ask of anybody else on a daily basis that you need as, a, as an adult male? Like, we're, we tend to be rather self-sufficient, right? Um, and, and so the reality is what Jesus is asking us to do here is, is difficult for us to even, like, conceptualize. To, that, that to ask something daily of somebody is, is difficult. Now, now, when I think about my kids, well, that's different. It clicks for them, Right. They need, they need mom and dad every morning. So for them, if I was, t- if I was teaching this to my kids, they'd get it. I, I would say, you know, like, like 
like when you ask me for breakfast in the morning, right, or whatever it is, a ride to school, right? Like they understand that dependency, and, and now it's, you start to click why Jesus tells, come to me as little children, right? And, and it's, we need to, to be think, thinking about that. So the, the lesson that Jesus is making here is really about daily dependence. And, and I want you guys, it, it's difficult for us to conceptualize, but, but it's important because if you don't depend on God daily, you are going to depend on something else or someone else, whether it's yourself or somebody else. And that's not what we're called to, how we're called to live our lives as believers. So that point that Jesus is making there is really interesting. It kind of connects with, with something that is in, in Proverbs. The writer is, is, um, is talking to God. And he says, he has a very interesting perspective that I want to share with you guys. He says, he says, Lord, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who's the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane. The- so what's interesting here, and the second point that I want to bring to you guys, is that the way that we relate to food and possessions in our lives is either going to accentuate or diminish the presentation of God's glory through us. Let me say that again. The way that we relate to food and possessions in our lives, the way that you relate to what you have and what you eat, is either going to accentuate or diminish the presentation of a God's glory through you. Okay, let me, let me unwrap that a little bit more. You know, how we behave about our food and possessions is either going to bring glory to God or take it away, right? We're either going to take the glory for ourselves or we're going to become so infatuated with the gift that we delight more in the gift than in the giver, than in the things that we have, right? Um, one thing that we have to realize and be, and be humble is that everything that we have is due to God's grace. In Matthew 5.45, Jesus teaches us that, 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 that God's common grace really covers over all. He says, you know, for God makes his sun rise over the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. You know, I think the, the reality is, you know, the, the, the lesson here is, is not, not against hard work and diligence and discipline. Those things are good and honor God. But you cannot start to think that, that what you have and the provision that you have in your life is, is due to your grit and, and your hard work and that you've earned it. It's by God's grace that you woke up breathing this morning. Right? And we have to acknowledge that every single day. That is why Jesus says, ask this day for our daily bread. Right? Because he is wanting for us to have an attitude of daily dependence and a daily recognition that every good and perfect gift in our life comes from the Lord. And, and, and men, we don't do that well. We start thinking, you know what, I'm not doing, not doing so bad. Right? And, 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 and that, that starts creeping up, pride starts creeping up in us. What's interesting is that when we have too much, right, I know I'm talking to a room full of guys with, uh, in all sorts of different places, right, financially, um, relationally, emotionally, point in life, career-wise, you guys are probably spread out, but so there may be times in your life where you've been in one place or another, but what's interesting is when we are, um, when we have too much, we start think, thinking that God is unnecessary. I got this. I'm doing pretty good. I, I, I got this. And there's a risk in that when we, when we start having that attitude. Now, when there's too little, we think that God is, is unconcerned. God, he just, things are so difficult. God, where is God? Right? Why is he absent? 
So, so we either we either have the fallacy of thinking that that he's unnecessary or that he's unconcerned, and neither of those are true. Neither of those are true. So then, how do how should we relate to to food and possessions? You know, I want to paraphrase that that um, that that section in Proverbs that I read to you. You know, just to, to, to kind of say it in, in different words that, that maybe helps you guys connect. I think this is the attitude that we should have, similar to the writer there in Proverbs. We should be able to come to the Lord and, every day and say, Lord, give me just what I need for today, and I'll come back tomorrow. Give me just what I need for today, and I'll come back tomorrow. Keep me constantly dependent on you, Lord, so that every day the way that I relate to your provision demonstrates that you are the sufficient supplier of all my needs. Right? Lord, give me what I need for today. That's it. I'm going to come back tomorrow. And then the day after that. And then the day after that. And when we have that kind of an attitude, guys, it shapes our heart. It shapes our heart towards gratitude. It shapes our heart towards generosity. Right? We realize that everything that we have in our life is by God's grace. And therefore, everything that we have in our life is intended to give God glory. Does that make sense? Now, this this is difficult for us, I think, especially in the culture and in the time and the, the, the place, again, for most of us. I know that there's guys here in different sorts of situations, but, you know, we usually pray before meals. But how many of us get up every morning asking God to feed us? Right? I mean, I... We've been doing the, the, the HEB delivery, right? I've got three kiddos. Logistics are kind of crazy. My wife and I both work, and we've been doing the delivery, too. So it's like, which is awesome. I love it, right? But, but so we, once a week, we know we got, the, we got the meal plan for the week. The groceries come. You know, so we've got a full refrigerator, you know. In fact, when we were doing the, the planning for this retreat, I remember we were, we were talking about these sessions. I was telling the guys that I, I you know, I'd been, I wouldn't say arguing with my wife, but I've been pushing back because she'd, she'd been going, babe, she's like, we, it's hard to fit, you know, because the regular refrigerator is like you got the freezer and then the fridge. And it doesn't really leave a whole lot of fridge room when you got the freezer down there, right? So what do we do? So we end up getting a refrigerator for the garage, which I just think it's obscene. But, you know, these kids eat so much food, right? And so here I am preparing on a session about provision and and, and Jesus tells us to ask for our daily bread. Well, I mean, I had to buy another refrigerator keep, to keep the stuff, right? So how difficult is it for us, for me, to, to think about that, that I need to come and ask God to provide for my needs every single day? I don't, I don't, I don't practically think like that. I don't, I'm not worried about what I'm going to eat. Tomorrow. I don't worry about starvation. I really, right? We plan, like I said, we plan for the week ahead. So we've got multiple refrigerators. We have jobs. We have bank accounts. We have retirement accounts. We've got gift cards. We've got guys that owe us lunch, right? <laughs> it's like your last resort, right? Like, hey, buddy. Um, so, you know, so, so, you know, kind of culturally where we live, right? If, if I was talking to guys in, in Latin America right now, in, in Venezuela, in Africa, I wouldn't have to stress this point as much, right? Because I, I, they pray for their daily bread, right? But, guys, we, where we live and what, the culture that we're in and, and the opportunities that we have that God has blessed us with are, are awesome, and, and I am very thankful for them. But yet you need to understand that there's a pitfall and a danger there, right? Because it's difficult for us to depend on God daily when we have as much as we do. And so the prayer for, for provision 
um, should be inseparable with the prayer for praise and thanksgiving, right? If you think about it, our prayer for provision should be just inevitably tied to a prayer of, 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 of praise and thanksgiving. Praise for the provision that God has already given in your life. Thanksgiving for the provision that he has given in your life, right? And so those things should shape your heart and shape your prayers in the way that you come to God, right? And the reality is that full hearts, our human nature, and our and apart from being human, we're men, right? So our pride as, as men, I think our heart works against us, right? So we, we end up taking God's provision for granted because we think that we've earned our stuff, through our hard work and our diligence. And, you know, again, I want to emphasize the Lord calls us to be disciplined and hardworking and and the things that we do to do them well and to do them with excellence. So I'm not saying anything against that, but what I'm saying is that you have to recognize that your ability, your strengths, your skill set, your experiences, the the things that you guys do for a living every day, right, at work, it, it is at the end of the day, by God's grace, that you have the opportunity to, to, to acquire those skills, that you have the, the, the health to do what you do every day. And that perspective should shape how you think about when you come to God asking for his provision. And, and if we don't, like when we start thinking that we've earned it, we develop pride. And there's a, there's a ton of pit, you know, dangers in pride. There's a couple things specifically that I want to highlight to you guys that I want you guys to be aware of and guard against. And if you have what a couple of the things that I'm going to tell you about right now, kind of in your heart, in, that you notice it, I want you guys to examine your heart. Examine your heart and ask that God would change those attitudes in you. But pride fosters a lack of gratitude, right? So when gratitude leaves the room, quickly enters, sprawls out, and leaves no room for anyone else, right? So, so we, we, we don't have gratitude because we've, we think we've earned this, right? I don't have to thank anybody for it. I did this is number one. And then at the same time, you know, we greed and pride kind of go together. We start thinking we don't have enough. You know, I think, I, you know, I think we should get that bigger house. I, I think I like that newer car. I think, right? You, so there's a sense when there's a lack of gratitude, greed just creeps in, Right? And so, guys, examine your hearts. Examine your hearts. And if you, if you find some of that, confess that before the Lord and ask that he would change your heart, that he would give you a, a, an attitude of, of gratitude and a perspective of gratitude for everything that you have in your life, for your friends, for your family, for the job opportunities that you have, right? And if you are, guys, if you're in the opposite end of that spectrum, right, I talked about the situations where we, we feel like we have too little. What I want you to hear is that God loves you. And in the place that you're in, you need to trust him. He is good. Going back to our first session, he is, he's your father, and he loves you, and he wants good things for you. And he has a plan for you, even though, I'll tell you what, guys, I have grown the most in my walk of the Lord in, in the difficult times in my life. Not where things were going great, but it's in those times where I have grown closer to him. So if you're in a difficult place right now, financially, career-wise, relationally-wise, just know that God doesn't want anything. He redeems all things and uses all things to accomplish the purposes that he he has for your life. Again, that Psalm 139, each one of your days was written in his book before one of them came to be. That's how much he loves you. Each one of your days was written in his book before one of them came to be. So again, when when we start thinking that and taking God's provision for granted, we develop pride. Gratitude leaves a room. Greed comes in and starts taking over our life. So be warned against that, man. The next thing that happens with pride is that pride is a roadblock 
to generosity. Pride is a roadblock to generosity. You know, you think, I've worked hard for my things. I should enjoy them. Why should I have to take care of somebody else who's been irresponsible? Right? So, in, because we think that our provision comes by our own grit and our own hard work, then we also start to think that, you know, we should determine how that provision is distributed. Right? This is my stuff. You know? I, I, I'll give where, where I, where, right? Men, that's not the heart that the Lord calls us to, Right? It's not your stuff. It's God's provision in your life. And therefore, ask God to give you wisdom and discernment to bring him glory in how you use that provision. And provision, guys, I'm not just talking about stuff. I'm talking about your financial resources. I'm talking about your time. I'm talking about your relationships, right? I'm talking about the the, the way that you impact people at home, people in your work setting, people beyond that. All those things are, are resources, right? The energy that you have and how you spend your waking hours is God's provision on you, okay? And so, again, pride is a roadblock to generosity. When we think that, that those things are ours, we start just, it's difficult for us to let go of things when we, when we think that they're ours, right? And, and we're called to remember that God's provisions in our life and it should lead, it should lead it to a heart of generosity and a heart of, of, of thankfulness as well. Jesus does not allow that. He commands us to pray for our daily bread so that we are reminded that every last gift, every provision in our life is from God. So in this little phrase that I'm unpacking for you, give us this day our daily bread, there's a lot in here, right? It is, it is, it is about daily dependence. It is about an attitude that says that, that there's nothing that I have that comes from me. It comes from the hand of God. And that in order for me to be a good steward of the things that he has blessed me with, I need to come to him every single day and depend on him. And, and again, think about that perspective of saying, Lord, give me what I need just for today. Tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. If we start living our lives that way, if we start having that daily dependence that way, guys, I really believe it'll shape your heart. It'll change your heart, right? God's going to just kind of chisel at your heart and shaping you into the way that he wants you to, to live your life. So um, wrapping it up, guys, we must learn to depend on God daily for all our needs through prayer, right? So that his name is brought glory through our lives. Our hearts will grow to be grateful and generous. Our character will be shaped and transformed, right? Because if, we, if we're spending time with the Lord, we start by focusing on him and his glory and his will and his kingdom. And then we move on and start, we start asking for things. This is what Jesus teaches us. Says, ask for these things, right? Provision, pardon, protection. So when you think about provision, which is what we've talked about today, guys, I need you to remember some of those key things, right? That everything in your life is from the hand of God. And he desires you for, to, to, for you to use them to bring him glory. And the way that you handle your stuff, your, your resources, your time, is either going to give God glory or take glory away from him. And, um, you know, the, 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 the funny thing about this, if it's funny, is that we think that uh, we, we're men, right? So we think, we think about independence and autonomy and about, you know, we got this. But the, the foolish thing about that is that we, we are, 
the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the maker of the heaven and the universe, says, come to me and ask me. I already know what you need. But I want you to come to me every day and ask me. So that you remember who, who it is that you depend on. So that you remember who it is that you are as my child. Right? And so here we are thinking, oh, man, I'm a man. I got this. I got this. I, I'll pray when, when crap really hits a fan, when I really need some help. Most of the time I got this. And we're foolish. We think we're strong, but we're weak. We, we would be strong if every day we came and we depended on the Lord, right? And then that, 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 that guards us against pride, that guards us against having a lack of gratitude, that guards us against not being generous, right? And that guards us against thinking that, that what we have is for us. What we have is to bring glory to God. Um, so again, give us this day our daily bread. That's, that's the essence of, of what Jesus is telling us. Um, it's because he wants us to depend on the Lord and to be shaped by being in his presence in, in prayer. Thank you, guys.